people, we are literally like 10 days away from the trailer drop for Fast and Furious 9. And as excited and anxious I am for this trailer, how crazy I'm going for this trailer. I've literally had two or three dreams about what this trailer is going to be. But as hype as I am for that trailer, I'm actually taking this time out to do another episode about a different Vin Diesel property that's about to come out, which I, I'm i not really fond of anything about this character, so I had to do some research. Um, I knew it was in the works. Um, I knew some of the people that were involved, and I had to kind of find out the tie-ins to what this, you know, the, the tie-ins to this character and where this character came from, what it was about. And I'm talking about Bloodshot. Bloodshot from Valiant Comics. Now, I knew nothing about this character at all. At all. And if I did, I feel like it's kind of like a repressed memory of some kind. Maybe I've seen like maybe some fan art or artwork or something like that. But when they, you know, when Vin Diesel said he was coming out with this this uh, comic book character, I had no clue who he was talking about. So I decided to do some research after I saw the trailer. And it's like, was I pleased or not? I, I really can't say because this is all this is all new to me. Now, we've had two trailers for Bloodshot, which I'll get into in a little bit, but the character actually, he, he he appeared in a cameo. It was a cameo appearance in 1992. It was a Valiant comic book called Eternal Warrior, um, issue number four. And Bloodshot had a cameo, and then he ended up having his own, you know, comic book series. And I, I think this is the best-selling comic book character for the Valiant universe. So I, I guess that's a good thing. I mean, that that is that can be good. The character is top billing, and you got Vin Diesel playing it, and... Vin Diesel's got a knack for these, uh, you know, this this supernatural sci-fi type of stuff like Riddick. I've never seen The Last Witch Hunter, but that looks pretty cool. Uh, Babylon AD, I think the movie's called. He's got a he's got a knack for these certain, you know, these standalone characters that are in these crazy universes. But like I said, 1992 was the first appearance of the character Bloodshot, whose name is Raymond ray garrison and he's some type of some type of military guy or uh you know some some branch of the military he was for how he dies to become bloodshot and and have these abilities I'm, I'm not sure how he how he died but he does die and he's brought back by this uh you know this secret company that's kind of like manufacturing these types of guys but bloodshot apparently he becomes more than they can handle and he's something that they've never seen before so you probably already get the idea that he's going to wreck shit and i'm pretty sure he has in the comics i don't know how how gory or bloody he got in the comics but hopefully this movie can can uh give me a good idea of that now the the comic book character of bloodshot was created by three guys actually kevin van hook bob layton and dom perlin i don't know who these guys are but i know when they created the character of bloodshot they gave him some pretty dope um abilities he's got superhuman strength he's got healing powers he's got agility he's a shapeshifter when i saw he's a shapeshifter I'm always into any type of character that can do that. That's a that's a good way of manipulating the audience and the characters in the story or the movie. I think it's dope. And there are, if I'm not mistaken, there are a lot of characters in this Valiant universe that have these superhuman abilities. So this can this can make um, if Bloodshot is successful, 
you know, I don't want this to fail, but I will get into the pros and cons of the trailers um, as this episode goes on. But while I don't want it to fail, I, I, I want this to open up a brand new universe outside of Marvel and DC. I'm not going to say I'm tired of Marvel and DC, but it'd be nice to see something else get the jump start as far as comic book movies go, because, you know, we got a lot of people that are that are slept on, you know, apparently Valiant Comics are slept on. Um, Dark Horse is slept on, you know, it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff that slept on that can that can uh, come to light and be good for comic book movies. Now, the release date for the Bloodshot movie is March 13th of this year and is directed by Dave Wilson. And this is his feature film debut. This is his first movie. And for this to be his first movie, I, I, I don't really know if it was a good idea to hire a first time director for something like this, who, you know, for a property that people I know it's a bestseller, but there are a lot of people that don't know anything about this character. But um, was it a good idea to hire a first time director? I I really don't know. Time, time will time will tell, you know, all will reveal itself. And the script, you know, the script was written by Eric Hair Hair. Hey, oh, bear with me. <laughs> oh, hey, Sarah. Hope I'm saying that right. Eric Hayser. Herserer. You guys get the idea. Anybody out there that knows it, say it properly while I say it the fucking wrong way, like I usually do with these last names. But my apologies to that writer because when I did my research on this guy, I found out he's written hours with uh Paul Walker, which is one of I think that's one of Paul Walker's best performances. I love that movie. He wrote hours, he wrote Arrival, or it's not to be mistaken for the Arrival with Charlie Sheen, but Arrival with um I think is that Amy Adams, if I'm not mistaken, is in that movie. Uh Bird Box, which I've never seen. I really had no intentions on seeing it because I just didn't believe the hype on it, the mass hysteria centered around it. But it's a pretty big deal to people. So he wrote that and he also wrote Lights Out which I was going to watch two nights ago, and I just decided not to. I'm not really one for the the paranormal uh, entity inside of your house type of shit, but I heard Lights Out is really good, so I might eventually check it out sooner or later. But you got Vin Diesel playing Ray Garrison, a.k.a. Bloodshot. The cast also, you got Guy Pierce. anybody that doesn't know Guy Pierce, one of his uh, most notable roles, and it's actually a movie that I actually haven't finished. I have yet to finish it. I started it like... Two years ago, and I never finished it, which I probably will eventually. Guy Pierce, uh, he played in Memento, and that's a Christopher Nolan movie. Apparently, that movie's got a hell of a, a following and some type of claim behind it. I'll finish it eventually. Toby Kebbell's also in the movie. Um, I know Toby Kebbell left a lot, uh, you know, he left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because he played Doctor Doom, or lack thereof, in the Fantastic Four reboot that came out, and that movie was. It was a box office bomb on wheels, man, just waiting to happen. And I, I actually had hope for it. I don't mind Toby Kebbell as as an actor. And he also was in, I think, was it Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Whatever the second movie was in the Apes trilogy that Matt Reeves was doing. Um, yeah, but Toby Kebbell's in it. Um, Lamorne Morris, he's the guy. He is the black guy who is in. He's one of the barbers in the barbershop. He's, um, he's also in, what is it called, Game Night? He's, he's a pretty good actor. I think he's one of those up-and-coming uh funny guys and you got eliza gonzalez who was i'm almost certain she was in hobbs and shaw she was in hobbs and shaw the movie where she's the one that gets him the guns and the vehicle and stuff like that now the cast i mean vin diesel is vin diesel you know he's he's a he's one of the greatest action stars of my generation um 
And he can also act. A lot of people forget that Vin Diesel, he's not just grumbling lines or playing, uh, you know, these uh, sci-fi action heroes. The guy can actually act, man. I've seen him do some decent acting in some movies before. But other than him, the cast doesn't really excite me too much. You know, there's I can't remember the guy's name who's playing a villain who's kind of like Doc Ock without the rest of the arms. But I this cast just doesn't, it doesn't sell me too much. But Vin Diesel is top villain, so I'm assuming he has some type of creative control as far as his character goes. That's what he does with his movies, which is a smart business move because you want things to to wave your way. You don't want uh, studio involvement to the... I mean, studios are going to get involved regardless, but you don't want studio involvement to the point where you can't do what you want to do on screen. Of course, you got to deliver what's on paper, but you want to be able to step outside of that... Um, the studio's box just a little bit and have some type of leverage, some type of leeway with the character that you're playing, you know, the titular character. You want to be able to do that. So Vin Diesel, cool. I'm with it. I, I, I like the guy, man. He's in one of my favorite action franchises ever. But as far as that first trailer went, I was I was excited to see what they were going to do, even though I didn't know anything about this character. Um, the first trailer was just like I, I literally... And I was telling people this all day when they were talking about it online, the day the trailer dropped. I told people I literally felt like nothing when the trailer was over. I, I wasn't upset. I wasn't excited. You know, I wasn't impressed by anything. I wasn't um, disappointed by anything. Like, my expectations were just, it, it was just strange. And the way I felt afterwards, the results were just strange. Like, I don't know how else, like, really to explain it. I was just numb to the trailer. You know, there, there, it was, I understand that this character of Bloodshot gets his memory wiped clean whenever the organization decides to do so. And then he's given, like, a mission every single time he wakes up. And he's kind of getting, he's getting familiar each time that, you know, his memory's wiped clean and he wakes up. Like, at the end of the trailer, he's like, do I, like, do I know you guys? Like, have we, is this on repeat? You guys have been playing the same song. Is this on repeat? Like, he's starting to notice little small things as the trailer goes on, and you know, but he keeps getting his memory wiped clean. I I don't know how, how well this movie is going to be executed. Like I said, I don't want it to fail because I would love to see the Valiant universe open up. And um, that's one of the reasons I, another reason I did this episode. But that first trailer just didn't, you know, it wasn't, anything epic it wasn't anything amazing for me and then we got trailer two um which was a little bit better a little bit better it looked like uh they fixed a lot of stuff in post-production a lot of the effects um uh polished up the scenes a bit more and it was okay you know they just you know they showcased his regeneration powers again because there is a dope ass shot in the first trailer where He's having a shootout with these guys and it's this crazy red lighting. The cinematography looks beautiful in that scene, by the way. But there's this red lighting in the dark and he gets half he gets half his face blown off and it just regenerates back in place. And I, I that the way they did that shot was definitely epic. But they do a shot like that um in trailer two in the beginning actually where somebody I think they shoot a grenade launcher at him and he catches the grenade and it explodes in his hand. And everything just his arms regenerate and the nano the nanobots, nanomites, whatever you want to call them. It's nanotechnology basically that's helping him regenerate. And 
they showcase that and it, it looks cool it really does i can't lie at all about that and there's a part at the end of the trailer where the guys are hiding inside the car and they're saying he can't get in here and i think it's either snow or ash that's covering the windows but he puts two you know he draws a smiley face on the car window and he you know he looks he literally lines up his eyes with the eyes of the smiley face he drew on the window and he starts shooting inside the car that actually was like a scene out of a horror movie so if you can give me something in the final trailer trailer three that'll sell me on this cool i'm i'm with it i'll go see it and i like my excitement level will boost up just a tad bit but you know there are cool like images uh sparingly though in these two trailers but for the most part it's like it's not like uh i think i was more excited when i saw the riddick trailer before you know when it was about to drop this is not one of my favorite vin diesel trailers i can't say whether it will be my favorite vin diesel movie or not because i still have to see babylon ad and the last witch hunter which those movies look cool but i you know i am hoping that this is not just a filler film for Vin Diesel to do. Um, and this brings me to um, my second main point of this episode, this topic, which is will Bloodshot, if it's successful, will it open up the Valiant universe? Will we see um, a resurgence of the Valiant universe, but on screen, live action. Will we see that? I think we could use it right now because I feel like a lot of people are getting Marvel fatigue and I feel like a lot of people are getting DC fatigue for the, you know, for, for worse. Marvel fatigue for the better because it's just like, yo, man, they keep doing hit after hit after hit. I can't take no more. DC is like, you know, they keep making movies, but they are of mixed quality. So I, I would love to see a different comic book universe with characters that are damn near unheard of and unknown just pop up on screen. But I would like it to be well paced. Like one of the things that I was thinking about when Bloodshot came out and I started doing my research on the Valiant universe was if this jumps off, will we see um, the on screen birth of Shadow Man? who is also a Valiant Comics character. And this is a guy who I am a big fan of. And this is going to come as a shock to people and it's going to sound really strange. I became a Shadow Man fan because I was a fan of the video games. And I had no idea it was a comic book character until my later years in life. But I know the video game sold me on the character. It sold me on the story. Um, and ju just the idea of it. Uh, I'm, I think that in the comics he was white. I know in the video game he was for sure black. I don't know what it is, but I took Shadow Man as a you know as this dark black superhero or anti-hero, whatever you want to consider him as. I would have to do more research into the comics to figure that out. But will we see Shadow Man on screen? I would love to see Shadow Man on screen. Not only would it be completely left field for a comic book movie. But I think it'd be good for the culture. And I'm, you know, I'm not talking about uh, left field as in something dark like Spawn. This shit is like voodoo uh, mixed with some Legion for We Are Many shit mixed with some Jack the Ripper backstory. There's a lot of layers to this character and to this story, man, to the point where the video game, while the graphics don't hold up at all, I used to play it for, I think, N64 and Dreamcast. While the graphics don't hold up at all, the story holds up, the characters hold up, and just the, the content is just dark. 
to the point where it makes it scary. Like it's it's scary as shit. You know, there he's uh Shadow Man basically quick backstory on him. His name's Jack Dominique Boniface. Um, I'm not sure how he died, but I know he was brought back to life by uh this voodoo priestess. I think her name's Nettie. And Shadow Man's first appearance was in another Valiant comic called Exo Man of War, number four. That was in 1992. And he was the character of Shadow Man was created by Jim Shooter, Steve Englehart, and Mike Manley. Don't know who those guys are, but you created a, one of the greatest comic book characters that I've ever had the pleasure of looking up and playing the video game and all of that stuff and seeing the different types of artwork and seeing the, you know, there's actually four, the, the Mandel was kind of passed down four different times to four different characters um, for Shadow Man. So I think that's one of the reasons why the original Shadow Man's name is Jack Boniface and the Shadow Man from the video game's name was Mike. You know, I guess that's that was the black guy and he got the mantle passed down to him. But that's the one I'm familiar with. But after doing some research, Shadow Man, he you know, his abilities are reduced fear. And this is when he gets some type of power inside of him. You know, it it, it, it enhances everything inside of him, his powers. But when that happens, he gets reduced fear. He can see in the dark. He can regenerate. He can glide. He has enhanced strength, enhanced endurance, enhanced reflexes. And he's got all types of random voodoo powers. So that alone, people, that just goes to show that the characters that they created for this Valiant universe, these are not your average comic book characters. These ain't no X-Men. These ain't no Fantastic Four. These ain't no Avengers. Even with DC, these ain't this, this ain't no Justice League. These motherfuckers are, they sound like they're bred to be murderers, like whether they're heroes or not. Their powers are just bizarre. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. And they almost make for monsters as opposed to superheroes but that can really work um in his favor like i said the, sh the shadow man i was familiar with was from the video games and the games like i said they were they were like horror for me you know they were adventure horror voodoo action they were a bunch of genres blended into one for just this dark dark product and i feel like i you know if y'all know me and the stuff that i cover and my opinions that i talk about on this podcast y'all know i'm into the dark shit i'm into the morbid shit so i feel like shadow man would definitely be a good spinoff if bloodshot does well it's one of the reasons i do hope that this movie bloodshot does well and you know i also, I also wanted to do well because i root for vin diesel man i really do i always want good things for him in his in his entire career for as long as he you know decides to act but can valiant pull this off man can they pull this off and if they i feel like if they can pull off a universe you know what i mean the universe already exists i feel like we should focus on on bloodshot right now and when we see the results and hear the feedback of it if Valiant can pull off a universe, an on-screen comic book movie universe, this can be darker than DC or Marvel ever tries to be, which is which is great. It's a great idea. I think it's an awesome idea because I'm kind of tired of, you know, and this is no diss to Marvel, you know, a lot of, like, and this is not to be confused, uh, anybody that's listening. I don't hate Marvel. I'm not a Marvel hater. You know, I'm not a, you know, while I'm a DC fan, I don't hate on Marvel. Like I said, in my Marvel DC episode, they're at the top for a reason, but I'm kind of tired of the the, the light-hearted, happy-go-lucky, you know, family flick. Make me something that is for me. You know, make me something tonally that's for me, that's for adults, that's for mature audiences. 
Um, I like rated R comic book movies. You know, uh, Deadpool did it, which was a, which is silly as hell, but they, they pushed the envelope with the R rating. But I'm talking about something maybe as dark as an R-rated Spawn movie could be, but to be taken seriously as I took Logan. You know, this 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 is the new thing, man. I feel like it should pick up these R-rated comic book movies because um, there's not enough of them. There's not enough of them. And there are a lot of movies that could be rated R. You know, we could have a rated R Batman movie. You could kind of have a rated R Superman movie. We just had a rated R Joker film. Um, I, I feel like it's it it really sh- people should catch on to the idea that this is this is what it is. This could be the new thing, and you know you don't always have to make a PG thirteen comic book uh, superhero movie just to have more people see it. Plenty of people go see rated R movies. I mean, look at the Joker movie. I mean, it's an art house movie and all that type of stuff, but it made bank. You know, you can make that money back tenfold and have a spinoff and have it open up doors for more things uh for that universe to be successful so valiant um i really hope bloodshot is good i really honestly want this trailer i want this this final trailer to be something epic i really hope it is i'm not going to put my expectations too high off the ground but i definitely expect it to be better than trailer two and trailer two was actually a tad bit better than the the first one but I say that to say I do want a Shadow Man movie. I want that next. Um, I think Vin Diesel had enough control that if even if the movie doesn't do as well as they think, he could probably come back for a sequel because, you know, once you're in a universe, I feel like you don't want to one off something just because it didn't do as well. I mean, unless you're DC and you just scrap something because it didn't work the first time around. Like Pitch Black was a sleeper success for Vin Diesel and not only did he make a sequel, but he made a sequel to the Chronicles of Riddick. And that movie was pretty lackluster for me personally. But what he did was I think he bought the rights to the character. You know, he wanted the rights to the, he wanted the rights to the characters in, in some type of way to character Riddick. And that was a part of the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift deal. He said he would come back for the cameo if they gave him the rights to the Riddick character. So he did the cameo and then he made Riddick, the third movie, which was probably just as good or better than pitch black you know it was definitely a hell of a lot better than the second movie but you know he he gave it he gave himself a chance to let that character grow a chance to get more creative control with something so i feel like even if the movie doesn't do well he should stick with this property um because eventually the fast and furious uh series is going to come to a close i don't know how many spinoffs they have planned or even if Fast 10 is indeed going to be the last sequel in the original series, I I don't know. But I feel like th- this could be a good fallback plan for Vin Diesel as far as um, a franchise goes. You know, he does have Riddick for Furia coming out. We don't know. I mean, the script is done, but we don't know when that movie's dropping. But yeah, this could definitely be something that sh- that can't be a one a one off you know, entry for Vin Diesel and it could open up the violent universe for more characters. I really should have did more research so I could have, you know, at least gave myself an idea of what other characters are in this universe. But I'm pretty sure they're cool characters with just the with the abilities Bloodshot and the story Bloodshot has and Shadow Man's abilities and his story. Those two alone, I'm pretty sure they're the characters get better and better. I don't know how to get better than Shadow Man personally, but we shall see, people. We definitely shall see. So 
With that being said, Bloodshot, I hope you do well, man. I, I really, I want good things for this movie. I do, but I got to see something. Y'all got to show me something. Y'all got to wow me. Y'all have to woo me. And y'all have to, you know, do all that good shit that y'all do to, to, to reel me in, to get me in that theater. If not, I'll be watching this shit online. And I'll have a review for it up in no time when it comes out in March. Now, that being said, people, I'm going to wrap this up. Yours truly, Romero Tudor. Follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Shout out to Anchor for trying to get the podcast on different platforms. So I will definitely keep everybody posted as the new platforms come along, as they progress, as they, they flourish and prosper and all of that good shit. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Romero Tudor. Follow the Facebook group, Cinemaniacs. We talk movies, music, TV shows. What's today? Tuesday? Um, Yeah, yes it is. Wednesday is kind of like a, I don't think I mentioned this before, Wednesday is kind of like a, you know, a, a free-for-all open mic type of day where you can basically talk about anything except religion or and politics we're not taking it there we're not taking it there we're trying to have fun not trying to get all serious and and melancholy and just get all depressed in our opinions on stuff like that we're not doing that but yes people and shout out to the listeners shout out to all my tutor reviewers out there still pushing for that 300 so i can scream this is sparta and kick my tv down the goddamn stairs as soon as i hit them 300 spins i'm telling you man i'm i'm, I'm out here working y'all i'm grinding i'm doing this for y'all you know, the more y'all show me the love, the more I show up for y'all. So, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can, people. I'll check y'all on the next one.